Katie Drummond. I'm a writer, blogger, photographer, mother, and I'm an accidental country girl. I live on a ranch in the middle of nowhere, and I've got a lot of mouths to feed. My style of food is simple yet scrumptious, and all my recipes have to be approved by cowboys, hungry kids, and me. Here's what's happening on the ranch. Cowboy Josh has asked his aunt and uncle over to eat, so I'm making a double helping of dinner. One for my crew and one for Josh's. Hi, Josh. Wow. I brought Thank you some you. grub. I'm whipping up two delicious meatloaves. When meatloaf's good, it's absolutely sublime, and I promise this fits the bill. The secret's in the sauce. Then it's twice-baked new potatoes filled with fabulously flavorful stuffing. On the side, my Aunt Trisha's salad. It's one of my favorite family recipes. For dessert, it's Lad and Josh's all-time favorite, pecan pie. That pecan pie is looking awful good over there. Oh, yeah. One for Josh, one for us. Tonight, it's dinner to go. Welcome to my frontier. Pecan pie is one of those things you usually only see around the holidays, so I thought I'd whip it out tonight and surprise everyone. I'm going to make the filling first, and that starts with two cups of sugar. I'm doubling my regular pecan pie recipe. And then six tablespoons of brown sugar. I happen to love pecan pie too, but you probably already assumed that. <laughs> I love most things. And then I'll add a teaspoon of salt. And then part of what makes pecan pie so delicious, two thirds a cup of melted butter. Then I have six eggs. Pecan pie is so hard to describe to those who haven't had it. The filling is dark and sugary and gooey, and you could almost leave out the pecans and just bake the filling itself. It's so yummy. And then I'll add two cups of corn syrup. You can use dark corn syrup or light. It doesn't matter. And then finally, a couple teaspoons of vanilla. You know, it was really no trouble for me to just double up the dinner I was making for my family to take to Josh. He works really hard on the ranch, and I'm always happy to help him out. All right, that's the filling. Been doing this for 15 years since I got out of high school. I was raised on here every summer since I was 12, and I enjoy every bit of it. Well, pecan pie, of course, needs a great pie crust, and I've already got some chilling in the fridge. The recipe I use for crust makes two crusts, so it really was no problem for me to whip up another pie for Josh. Just grab a little flour, sprinkle it on the board. My friend Sylvia shared this pie crust recipe with me years ago, and this isn't the first time I've made it. It's the thousandth time I've made it. At this point, I could probably make it in my sleep. Just mix three cups of all-purpose flour with a teaspoon of salt, then add three quarters of a cup of vegetable shortening, three quarters of a cup of salted butter, and work them into the flour with a pastry cutter. When the mixture resembles coarse crumbs, throw in a lightly beaten egg, five tablespoons of cold water, and one tablespoon of white vinegar. Then stir the mixture until it's just combined. And then I just divide the dough in half and I freeze it if it's gonna be a while before I need it. Or if I need it right away, I just stick it in the fridge and chill it for a bit. All right, I've rolled out the two crusts and then I laid them into the pan and tucked the edges under. Now I've crimped the edges on this one. But if you want to just skip this step, you could just leave it as it is. But I'll go ahead and crimp them so they match. I just take my two fingers, stick this finger in between, 
Now, I am not going to win any awards for my expert crimping skills. I'm much more concerned about how the pie tastes, so I just get the crimping done as quickly as possible. Okay, crust is ready. Now, since this is pecan pie, I'll start with two cups of chopped pecans. Take half the pecans and put them into each crust. And then I'll just give this filling another quick stir. And this just gets poured right over the pecans. I'll try to get the amount just about even. So I'm going to bake them at 350 for about 30 minutes, lightly covered in foil. Then I'll take the foil off and bake them for another 20 minutes till they're done. <sighs> I am unnaturally excited about these pies. One for my crew and one for Josh. Up next, meatloaf's on the menu, along with twice-baked new potatoes and my Aunt Trisha's totally yummy salad. I'm cooking double tonight, one for us and one for Cowboy Josh. Wow. I brought Thank you some you. grub. I'm doubling up on dinner tonight and making two of everything. One for my family and one for Cowboy Josh. He had a big day on the ranch today and lots of work to do, but he's also having his aunt and uncle over for dinner tonight. So it was no problem for me to make two of everything. The pecan pies are done. These actually need to set for a couple of hours, so I'm gonna set them aside and then they'll be perfect by the time I deliver the food. What's up? Where's Josh? He knows he's on it. He'll pin it there. When we get to the cow, but he won't. Let's go, kids. He just, he just well, needs to learn how to get around. I know, I'm on. Uh. Just roll that leg in there if you have to. More leg. Be strong. More. Like that. Now you're cruising. There it is. I'm liking it. Keep turning it. Keep turning it. There you go. Gentle. Put your leg in him. But see how you turn it around? Back him up. Use your feet. Use your feet. Don't pull any harder than that. Now use more leg. Move more leg. That's good. I absolutely love meatloaf. I'm just going to say it. And you know, I don't know why meatloaf gets such a bad rap. I think it might have something to do with the fact that it has the word loaf in it. Anything with the word loaf makes people immediately suspicious. But if meatloaf's done right, it is out of this world delicious. And it's also portable, so it makes it the perfect thing for me to take home for dinner and to deliver to Josh for his dinner. I've got 12 slices of good old white bread in the bowl, not crusty Italian bread, not artisan French loaf, just white sandwich bread. And I'm pouring two cups of whole milk over the top. This is gonna give the meatloaf a wonderful texture and a fabulous taste, I might add. And I'll let this soak while I get the other ingredients ready. I've got four pounds of ground beef, and I'm gonna season it really well with salt, plenty of pepper, and I'm gonna add in just a little bit of seasoned salt just to give the meatloaf a little something special. And I've also got two cups of freshly grated Parmesan. Pour in eight beaten eggs. And then I'll go ahead and add the soaked bread. And then the very last thing, I'll mince up some fresh parsley. I don't have flat leaf Italian parsley. I've just got the curly stuff, but that's totally fine with me because I think they taste exactly the same. I'll just chop it up doesn't need to be too fine. Just give it a good chop. And now comes the fun part. 
Wish me luck, I'm going in. This is double my regular recipe for meatloaf. But you know what? I love doing things like this in doubles because if you're gonna make a big old mess, you might as well make enough for an army <laughs> or at least enough for Cowboy Josh and his aunt and uncle. Just use your hands, get in there, squeeze it around. You know, when you make meatloaf, you don't just take ground beef and form it into the shape of a loaf and bake it. You want it to have that nice, soft consistency, almost like a meatball, but in the shape of a loaf. And that's what the soaked bread does. Just like breadcrumbs in meatballs, it gives it a nice, soft consistency. Okay, this looks perfect. Take half of the meat mixture, transfer it over. I like to use these broiler pans with a drip tray on top. That way, as the meatloaf cooks, it won't sit in grease. Nothing high-tech about this, just form it into a loaf shape. Sorry I said loaf again. I promise it's good. Don't be afraid. <laughs> All right, grab the other half. Great texture. All right, now I coat the whole meatloaf with bacon, and I use really thin sliced bacon. I want the bacon just to fit over the top and have a little bit extra to tuck underneath, so I usually cut an inch or two off of the pack, and that just makes it fit just right. After I've got the bacon slices laid on the meatloaf, I just tuck the ends under. And when I tuck them, I use that as an opportunity to pull it a little bit taut, to plump the meatloaf a little bit, and then the bacon will sort of keep the meatloaf in shape and prevent it from spreading too far. All right. Now I've just got one more thing to do to send these meatloaves over the top. Go, 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 go! Good. Well, Cowboy Josh has lived on the ranch for years, and he's really a member of our family. So when he told me he was having his aunt and uncle over for dinner, it was a no-brainer. I wanted to cook dinner for him. I was making meatloaf for my crew anyway, so it was no problem at all to double it up. Now, I love meatloaf, and I love a really thick, spicy red sauce on top of the meatloaf. I'm mixing two cups of ketchup. There's just no dignified way to squeeze ketchup into a measuring cup. All right, and then I'll add about a cup and a half of brown sugar. I like the sauce spicy, but I also like it sweet. So yummy. And then for a little tang, a good teaspoon of dry mustard. Couple dashes of Worcestershire sauce, just to make it extra savory. And a couple of dashes of hot sauce. A couple meaning eight or nine, or 14 if you like things extra spicy. All right, now I'll just give this a good stir. I'm gonna start by pouring about half of the sauce over both the meatloaves. Now I'm gonna bake these with this amount of sauce for about 45 minutes or so, but then I'm gonna put on even more sauce and bake them for an additional 20 to 25 minutes. So the meatloaves wind up with this wonderful, rich, thick layer of sauce. And I also hold a little back for serving. Have I mentioned I love the sauce on these meatloaves? All right, into the oven these go at 350 degrees. Get ready just to stop, okay? Perfect, go with her, go with her. Think stop straight, okay? Ah, like that. There you go. Get in front of him. Stop. Better. Now go catch him. I usually make mashed potatoes to serve with meatloaf, but I thought I'd change things up and make these twice-baked new potatoes. 
They're so yummy. They're kind of a small little spin on regular twice-baked potatoes. I'm going to divide them in half, half for us, half for Josh. And they are great for a casual dinner at home or an elegant dinner party, which is kind of nice. What I really love about these is that you can make them ahead of time. My favorite kind of recipe. Okay, you start by cutting 12 medium to large baked new potatoes in half lengthwise. I rub mine with oil and bake them for about 20 to 25 minutes. Then I scoop out the insides of the potatoes with a spoon, leaving a very thin rim inside the skin. So after the potatoes are scooped out, I make the filling. To the scooped out potatoes, add half a cup of sour cream, four ounces of softened cream cheese, and a cup and a half of grated Monterey Jack. Add a tablespoon of minced chives, a clove of finely minced garlic, salt, plenty of black pepper, and then I work it together with a masher until it's totally smooth. Then just scoop the potato mixture back into the skins, and that's it. And after that, I'll just bake them at 375 degrees for about 20 to 25 minutes. Now while I'm over here, I'm gonna give the meatloaves their final layer of red sauce. I am telling you what, I don't think anything smells better than these meatloaves while they're cooking. Oh, so, so delicious. I'll just grab a spoon, and I'm gonna save some back for dipping, so I'll just put a nice layer on each one. All right, I'm gonna put these in for another 20 to 25 minutes, and they'll be just perfect. And dinner is almost ready. For recipes from this episode, go to foodnetwork.com slash pioneerwoman. Well, you kid did a great job. Y'all did. Y'all hey, did. Future cutters right there. Good job for your first cutting lesson, my friend. That was fun. Cowboy Josh lives here on our ranch, and he invited his aunt and uncle over for dinner tonight. Since he works so hard all day, gets up early, works late, I offered to make dinner for him. So I'm just packing everything up and I'm gonna deliver it. I also made a batch of dinner for my family, so it worked out just perfectly. I've got the twice-baked new potatoes. They're nice and golden and looking yummy. So that's one for Josh, one for my crew, and then I'll just get the rest of the food ready. I've got the meatloaves. They're totally irresistible. The pecan pies, they shouldn't just be a holiday thing. I'm gonna throw in just a little extra dipping sauce for the meatloaf. And then the salad and the dressing. And I'll tell you about this on the way. All right, that's two dinners, ready to go. So Aunt Trish's salad. Aunt Trish was my sweet aunt. She died many, many years ago, but she had the most wonderful salad dressing recipe. And my mom made it basically the whole time I was growing up. It's so wonderful because it's quick and easy, but it has just a special flavor that's really transforming to a salad. Into a mason jar, just pour three quarters of a cup of olive oil, then add the juice of two lemons. Add four heaping tablespoons of grated Parmesan cheese. Then I just add a quarter teaspoon of salt, freshly ground black pepper, a fourth a teaspoon of sugar, a good dash of paprika, and then I drop a whole peeled garlic clove right into the jar. Then just shake the whole thing up really well to emulsify it. After that, I just store it in the fridge for 24 hours to let the flavors meld, and it's ready. The salad couldn't be more simple. 
It's just a whole bunch of pretty green leaf lettuce, half a thinly sliced red onion, then a cup of red halved grape tomatoes. I put the salad ingredients in plastic bags and the dressing in mason jars, so we both have our own salad kit. Hello, Ray. Oh, hey, Josh. Wow. I brought Thank you some you. grub. Hey. Smells good. How are you? Good. All right. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you too. What oh, a treat. The potatoes are ready to go. The meatloaf's ready to go. Just throw the salad into a bowl and here's the dressing. Just shake it up. Oh, and then here's a little extra sauce for the meatloaf and the dessert needs no explanation. And don't peek, it's a surprise. Okay, great. Thank okay. you so much because you tasted his cooking. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, I got Josh's dinner delivered. Now I gotta hightail it to my house because my husband and kids are starving. They're gonna be so glad to see me. I mean, they're gonna be so glad to see the dinner. Wow. All about you guys. This is great. Oh, it yeah. does. It's delicious. We were a bit nervous because usually it's pizza. <laughs> so this is a treat. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, it's great. It is great. So I'll take part of it home with me. Oh, whatever. <laughs> oh, you did a good job on the salad, Josh. <laughs> well, I like to get second, but uh, that pecan pie is looking awful good over there. Oh, yeah. It is good. Oh, yeah. If you gotta come over and eat more often, we can make this a lot, you know, every weekend for me if y'all come over. I don't think she likes you that much. Oh, she loves me. She did. That's not even funny. <laughs>